This edition of the Sunday Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Joshi and Soraya Vegan Burgers. Plant-based and they taste great. Now available at all good supermarkets. Only for Morning, ladies and gents. This is uh, Toes from the Sunday Football Podcast. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, today we have a very special show. We're going to be speaking to Tom Green, aka the Prodigal Son, talking about how he got started in Sunday football and some of his career highlights. And we'll also be taking some questions from you, the listeners. Um, so, as the song says. Let's get into it. Hello. Right, let's get into it. Without further ado, introducing the prodigal son, Tom Green. Welcome to the Sunday Football Podcast. How are you doing? Welcome, Father Patrick. Delighted to be here on this lovely sun- Easter Sunday. I yeah. wish you and the boys a happy Easter. Happy Easter to you, Tommy boy. How have you been uh, coping? I think... Uh, with this quarantine and lockdown, you must be suffering uh, the most, Tom. You're not able to take one of your your yearly trips abroad to Thailand or Mauritius or safari in Kenya or whatnot. How are you coping with that? <laughs> yes, well, yes, the prodigal son does like to roam the earth, as you know. Um, yeah, it's tough. I live alone uh, in a flat, so I find as long as I can do my daily exercise um, and get outside uh, and have a routine that I stick to, it's actually it can actually be quite liberating because if that routine is a healthy one with kind of you know no alcohol or anything like that, then uh, then it works out really well. So yeah, using house party, doing podcasts like this, um, just you know forwarding a lot of rubbish WhatsApp messages um, and just getting by really. So uh, thank you for asking. I hope you're okay as well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, you you mentioned about your routine. Are you still into your yoga? <laughs> Funny you should say that. I did some yoga two days ago with a mate of mine over a Facebook Live video. So he went to India um, and did a, a course, and he came back and and he we did a yoga session. And uh, I thought it was going to be like fifteen minutes, but it was it was like over an hour in the end. So it was quite hard, um, and I couldn't really quit because he was doing it for free and as a favour. Um, so yeah, less yoga, but um, it is a good thing to do. Um, yeah, I'm doing more running and stuff like that, but I try to do yoga maybe once every two to three weeks or something. Has has the sun reached spiritual uh, enlightenment? Well, the sun is, is has quite a lot of Buddhist principles these days. Um, so I do, you know, I do meditate and I do try to live in the now and uh, and I, you know, I follow a lot of Buddhist stuff. So, yeah, I would say I'm probably the most enlightened I've been, certainly <laughs> for, than I was as a younger man, you know. Well, that that funny you talk about you being a younger man, Tom. Let's take it back uh, to the beginning of Sunday football. Uh, we're talking about the Finsbury era when you era rather. Sorry, when you first joined. Um, tell us about your thoughts about how you got into Sunday football. Uh, who introduced you and uh, how you found it? Yeah, well, so 
Vishal introduced me to Sunday football, and Vish was my friend at school. So I've known Vish longer than anybody at Sunday football. Um, we were, you know, like sort of 10, I think like 12 or something like that, 13 maybe when we first met. Um, and we, we became, it's weird, we became like best friends, and then he sort of became best friends with my twin brother. Um, <laughs> so, so we sort of swapped as, as we kind of grew older. But we, me and my brother used to go around to his... Um, his house in Portsmouth, and he, he was he was quite chubby back then. He used to he used to be a goalkeeper because he you know wasn't quite good enough to play like in the school team and stuff. And, and he, he you know never revealed that to us. It, really, he used to he used to really kind of brand himself as a goalkeeper. Got all the gloves and everything like that. And um, and but then we went and played down the park, and he would just loved to kick around and like he would just absolutely love it and just play all the time, all the time. And then when I saw him again in um. Finsbury, his first time, uh, you know, he'd moved to London, he'd, he'd got a job in Canary Wharf, he'd lost a lot of weight, um, and he was just a, a fantastic player. Like, and, and like I think Chig, Chig said last week, the engine on, on that boy was, was phenomenal, and I'm not surprised the amount. I am kind of surprised cause he used to be quite a chubby kid, but, but the amount of running he used to do when we were playing, he was, you know, never short of effort. So, uh, yeah, so Vish got me got me into it, and I was absolutely kind of blown away by the player he'd become. Um, and uh, yeah, and I just I have fond memories of that time. Um, the people like Manny uh, Manuel, I remember, used to be a bit intimidated by him because he was quite a big player, very loud player. Um, you know, all, all the good, all the greats such as Chigs, um, Gervais, Raj, Rez, uh, Vish, they were they were all there, and yeah, I had. To, Good, good memories. I do remember once getting a, a football smacked right in my face and having a black eye for like a whole week. And everyone at work think, I mean, everyone at work thought I got into a fight, um, which was probably, you know, a more manly story than I got a football in my face. Um, but uh, yeah, I just really good memories. And um, just remember kind of finding my feet in football, really. And, and, you know, kind of just learning my position, I think, I guess, and my strengths. Did that black uh, that black eye go down well with the girls at work? Uh, yeah, they said it was an improvement, actually. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> grateful for it. So, so those years, uh, Tom, I, I term them as the Ruben Baraka years for you. Uh, as you said, you were found in your position. But my memories of you and Finsbury is that you were you you were one of these players that again uh, the ball came to you. You had a very very good strike, and you always turned. You weren't necessarily a forward. You were more playing in midfield or in the wing. But uh, if the ball came to you and you had a chance to put it in the net, you always did, which sort of like parallels with Ruben Baraja. So in those years, I always mm. used to say, you never leave home without Rubens. And uh, Rubens was you, Tom Green. Big player for Valencia. So big time player you were. Well, it's fair. So I'm flattered by the comparison. I, I have always been like quite enjoyed shooting and scoring, as everybody does. But I, I credit this actually to my dog when I when I was growing up, and I used to have this wonderful, wonderful dog called called Sam. And um, every day when I came home from from work, uh, sorry, from school, I would you know give him some exercise and, and kick a football for him. Uh, and I just boot it's a sponge football, but I just boot it as far as I could and as hard as I could. And you know, and he would go and get it and bring it back. And and over that time, like re you know, re repeating the same thing over and over. I just kind of got a, you know that technique down, and that is how I think I can shoot on my left foot as well. Because I remember thinking, right, if I'm going to do this every day, five days a week for two, three, four years, I am going to start working on my left foot. 
Um, and so I use that to really just, just you know, shoot my left foot as much as possible. So uh, thank you very much, Sam. Innovative training methods. <laughs> Innovative Ooh. training methods. Um, he was the best one. <laughs> just going back to the past again, um, uh, Tom, you did mention that you, uh, Vish, knew your brothers. Um, yeah. So tell us about your brothers. And you started playing with them on Sunday football from time to time. Um, just remind them of uh, us of who they were and how come they didn't stay the test of time. How come we don't see them? Well, I have two brothers. One is a twin brother, and you don't see him because he lives literally as far away as humanly possible from me. He lives in Australia, um, kind of <laughs> kind of went travelling and, and never came back. So he's not a prodigal son, is he? He doesn't return. No, um, he certainly doesn't. But, um, you know, he, he still plays football, actually. Um, plays 11 aside. Uh, he, he, he used to be a very good defender growing up. And I used to be more of a, a midfielder. And my older brother, Alex, who I think some of you know, he's 18 months older than me. He yeah. does play from... He does play. Um, he just plays on a different day at mile end. But he doesn't play as regularly. So he goes through phases of, you know, uh, getting a team and playing for, you know, uh, like a season and then stopping... Um, but yeah, we, we, we do all love our football as brothers. So three brothers, one has become a Sunday football legend. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that you would have in the Premier League, uh, Tom Green. You'd have three brothers and one of them makes it, one of them becomes a legend. And that's <laughs> the prodigal son. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. That, that... <laughs> I'm sure Adam is a legend in Australia. Uh, but he actually won. They do awards over there as well, actually. And he won best newcomer and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's good to, good to keep it in the family. Uh, good to keep it in the family. OK, so, Tom, let me just take you through some of your career highlights. Um, unfortunately, mm. I'm going to be affected by a bit of recency bias. And I'm sure some on the podcast who may or may not be tuning in will be uh, saying, yeah, that's nothing That's nothing unusual for Toes. But uh, two three games I want to take you through in particular, Tom, uh, to recall your memories. Uh, lap, all through last year, one is the um, the um, uh, the Joshire, uh, the Star Wars series. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the game there we famously got you back onto our team. Uh, there was a bit of controversy. Uh, as well as that, there was a Game of Thrones semi-final. Uh, and also as well, the last game is the Angel FC versus the Sala FC final uh, towards the end of last year. So just take me through some of those, uh, your thoughts of those three games, Tom. Those are three big games that you played in. Um, take me through your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Well, so if we start with the Star Wars series, the Joshua Strikes Back was the notorious incident of uh, the last minute swapping, I believe, of uh, a last-minute bit of deal-doing between you and Satch to swap. Um, I think it was me and Davide for, um, for for Boris and Tars or something like that. And yeah, and yeah, I think that sort of Satch knows that you 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 know you raped me, and so he did a tactical pick, a pick me first, help that gu- uh, that bargaining tool, and then um, and then Boris didn't know that he'd been swapped, so I think he was. It was quite annoyed at that, and, and since then has has kind of you know has the, has had a chip on his shoulder. But it, was, it actually <laughs> makes me makes me think because the the parable of the the the, the lost uh, lost son is you know I'm sure you you read your Bible, Patrick. There were actually two sons, and one went away, and one came back with you know after seeking riches and losing everything maybe. But the other son was loyal and stayed. And, 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 you know, it was very uh, loyal to his father. And I am obviously the prodigal son, which disappeared and came back. But the other well-behaved son 
who perhaps got quite annoyed at all of this um, and favouriteness towards the prodigal son. You know, who is that then? I think that well, would make me. <laughs> I, I think it's obvious, Tom. I think the par- I think kind of like it spells out itself that that, uh, that parable of the prodigal son. I think it's clear that Boris is the is the son that was loyal, stayed at home, did everything right. He and did. didn't get the father's appreciation as he thought or as he wanted, and then threw his toys out the pram. But as the fa- as the uh, father said, my uh, he was gone and now he has returned. He was dead, but now he's alive. You can't, you know. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that when it comes to picking teams, uh, if Tom Green's there, you know that's my. I'm gonna pick him first, so I'm not ashamed about it. So it's all, it's all good. And Tom's <laughs> never let me down. You didn't. You did not let me down in that match, did you, Tom? Well, I don't know, mate. I, I, you know, never let you down is, is a strong statement. But in, I mean, in that that match, yeah, I think I played all right in that match and scored a couple of goals. So it, and the pressure was on, actually. And I think, you know, I even had messages from you beforehand saying this is a big game. You know, you really need to step up. So, uh, you know, I did uh, extra sit-ups that morning. <laughs> <laughs> so take us through the uh, the Game of Thrones semi-final, Tom. If I remember yeah. correctly, this was the House Baratheon versus Lannisters. Um, I think, that, that, well, this game was really comes down to the last five minutes. Uh, we were yeah. on opposing sides for this game. Sasha held on to you this time. And uh, you take us through when you had like two one-on-ones with the uh, with the father. <laughs> well, you set that up very nicely. Uh, let let me explain how I took. I tried to score and could not uh, pass you. I, I do like to fire it low and hard into the bottom corner, and, and you seem to be quite good at reaching down with your hand and uh, and stopping those and maybe anticipating those. Um, so yeah, so I, I just thought that's going in and then I saw this hand get to it and then it happened again and I was like, oh God, and then it went to penalties and then you saved my penalty. Uh, so not, not, not a great day at the office, that one. Um, but, uh, it's, it's all good fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that game. <laughs> okay. All right. And then finally, uh, the last game to pick out is, uh, the SFPL final. Um, that was between Angel FC and Masala FC. Uh, Angel FC went in as the underdogs, uh, toes as usual, toes and Emran made sure they had the sun on their team and the sun delivered. Yeah, well, yeah, this is, this is a, a good game. This is side gate netting this, isn't it? Um, yeah. and this was, this was a big game and yeah, I enjoy all the games, but this one I, I particularly enjoyed. I think I caught, scored a couple of goals in the first half, um, I was feeling good. It, you know, whenever you score, and you know, it, it always lifts your game slightly. Um, and, and I was feeling confident. And then it was, uh, but then you guys started. Uh, the other team started coming back, and and I think it came down to the very last sort of few minutes. And there's a good bit of passing from our team. Um, and then it, I was on on the right, and I, I took a shot, and I just you know went in, saw it creep into the the near top corner which is not where i was aiming but hey it all counts um and yeah and there I was, think the it was pete, i think it was pistol pete in goal and he was adamant that it didn't go in pistol, pistol pete. pete yeah pistol pete was adamant that it, that it didn't go in and then and uh and i am adamant that it did because because i i saw it go in but the, the it was there, there was no netting to the to the side of the post as well which uh which is why you know he, it, it could have explained that it, that it that it ended up where it did um, logistically, 
Um, but yeah, it was it, it was it was an interesting game. Um, and, another pressure uh, game. Another pressure game that you uh, performed. Uh, you made sure that you didn't disappoint the father. Yeah, that, thanks. I mean, <laughs> yes, I I did I did my best. It was good to yeah, and it was nice to watch the 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 footage of everything afterwards. A nice little addition there, getting in, getting the cameras and stuff like that. And it was good to see all of that. You know, the awards that year. Actual, yeah, you know, uh, I think uh, it was taken taken to an absolute, you know, another level. And credits to artists there. And, and that was that was a fantastic uh, evening. That and uh, yeah, there was some footage of that game as well, which I remember. Good, 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 good. Okay, well, Tom, thanks very much so far. We're just going to go to a bit of a break. And then when we come back, we'll be taking some questions from uh, some of the, your fellow Sunday football uh, players. Uh, they've been, they've been emailing at me all week with the questions they ask you. So I hope you're ready for them. Okay, back in a moment. Okay, and we're back. Tom, how are you doing again? I'm still here. Yes, still, still here. here. Got a cup of tea. Got a cup of tea. Got a cup of tea. Okay, so Tom, we're going to go to some questions. The first question we have is from is from Alok. Uh, Alok emailed us in uh, at uh, sundayfootballpodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> uh, his, question, his question is, Marland, you've come into your prime. What do you put that, what do you put that down to, Tom? Um, yeah, thanks, Alok. That's a, that's a great question. Um, well, I think I, I think a lot of that is due to the fact that I I mean I, I was hitting my prime years as a footballer, so they say, kind of you know mid twenties to to maybe late twenties, um, and I lived in my land basically, and <laughs> I don't like public transport, and I was very fortunate that I could you know walk to football uh, twenty minutes without getting any tubes. Um, and I just got into a, a, a lovely routine and habit and, and just loved playing and loved playing with everybody and just loved the banter and really felt at home with that that group, that friendship group. And, and, and you know, when you try to establish a habit, if, if it's a really rewarding habit like that, then it's just going to stick. Um, so, yeah, and I just, you know, started going to the gym a little bit more and started to eat a little bit better. And, you know, consistency, I think, just playing more and more and more. And loving my football. Um, so, yeah, that's what I put that down to. All right. All right. Okay. The next, com- uh, the next question comes from uh, Emran. Uh, Emran asks, and this is, a, this, is a, this is a question that I actually need a definitive answer from you, Tom, myself. So he, he asks, uh, are you a striker or are you a winger? Mm. Thanks, Emran. Great question. Um, I would say I am not a winger. Although you think I am winger for me implies someone who's who's fant- you know wizard of dribble Ryan Giggs kind of you know can he spends a lot of their time right, running down that flank and whipping in crosses and I know it's not quite the same with with your seven eight side but I I I, I think I'm more of a striker because I tend to. I think I, I score more goals than I you know take people on um, and I do. You know, I do find myself drifting more in, in towards that central position, particularly if if no one else is, you know, already adopted. If I'm playing with someone like Satch or something like that, I know he's gonna he's gonna boss that and be up front, and he he'll score goals, and I can stay to the 
stay to the side. Um, but uh, yeah, I think naturally I will kind of tend to sort of migrate more towards the, the middle. And I'll always, my first, one of the things I, I think I learned in PE was the first hit. So when you get the ball, the first option should always be, can I score? Um, and the second option should be, can I um, pass or, or dribble and, or, and can I pass? So, so you know, I was always looking for goal. Um, so I think that sounds a bit more like a striker than a winger. It's weird because I always see you as not being one to hold up the ball, like you mentioned with Satch does that well. So that's why I always believe that coming in off that right side, in my eyes, you're more of an inside forward. If anyone, like I've said it, whether yeah. playing with you on Sunday football or when we played together at, at Sunday Football FC, if you come inside that inside channel on your right foot, it's going to the bottom corner. You won us so many crucial games like that. So yeah, that's, that's why I see you that. <laughs> Okay. But- I do, I, yeah, maybe, maybe. I, 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 I adapt the game. I'm certainly not a, a big physical striker who holds up the ball, who's, you know, typical centre forward, great, you know, good in the air. That's not my game at all. Um, but yeah, I think um, maybe just start, you know, I, I do enjoy midfield. I like passing. I like looking for options. I like one twos. I like, you know, analysing the game that way. Um, so I do, you know, I do enjoy creating goals as well as much as scoring them. Okay. Right, next question comes from Raj, Raji Babe, fellow uh, Hall of Famer, fellow, uh, fellow uh, Sunday football legend. Uh, he asks, uh, who has been the biggest influence on your Sunday football career? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. God. This is from Raj, not you, this question, definitely. No, no, yeah? this, is, this is blatantly from Raj. <laughs> Ra- Raj wrote it. Yeah, well, it'd have to be, it would have to be you. And I, I think like, most people would probably... Say the same. I think um, you know, passion, the the principles. You're a very principled player, both on and off the pitch. You know, uh, you, you know, if 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 there's chat in the WhatsApp group and it's rubbish, you don't stand for it. You know, if if it's a foul or if it's not allowed on the pitch, then you know you'll you'll stand up for it. So you know, and just the the very logistics of making this happen. You know, it, it, this wouldn't still be happening if it if it wasn't for you. Right down to the podcast and and just galvanising everybody and getting them up for it. So I, I think yeah, it has to be it has to be you. I think um, in terms in terms of that, yeah. Well, Tom, under my tutelage, you became a, a power play champion, two time power play champion. You've won striker of the year. You've been an MVP. So yeah, I think it has to be yeah. It's a bit of yeah. a bit of a non-brainer question, Raj. It, it is. It is a non-brainer, and I think as well. Like I think um, the power play stuff you, you bring up is quite interesting because I remember play, like I enjoyed that. That that was on a Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah. And um and I, I enjoyed that very much, and it was kind of play. It was a bit more physical, a bit more competitive. And I remember when we first started playing, we got absolutely spanked for the first game, and we were like, "Don't worry, boys, we, we can only get better." And it was just a new type of game that we weren't used to, and. And I remember sort of playing two or three seasons, and, and I just thought, uh, this is this is good, um, but we're just we're just not going to win this. And 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 we just kept playing, and you know, you just kept getting people together. And I think I dropped out for a, a little bit, but then we ended up winning two, you know, two, three, four seasons in a row. I think I know you you found the players like Louis and, and stuff like that, and, and moved it around, but just you know that that. That, that consistency, that determination for something I thought was unwinnable, we ended up becoming champions time after time after time. So very, very pleased to be a part of that. You, my my favourite moment was actually, I wasn't in the country, if you remember, I was in Nigeria. And then I heard that um, it was that game where actually Boris got sent off uh, 
Boris got sent off. Uh, we had a bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Injustice. And then you clawed back a, a draw. You got it to 3-3. And nothing makes my heart go, uh, uh, be more proud than hearing that you, you swore fuck off, uh, you fucking cunts, after you scored I, the equalising goal. That's very much I do. It's, I mean, it's very out of character for me. I was actually going through a bit of a hard time at the time. So I was actually quite depressed at the time and, and you know, just playing as much football as I could because exercise was good. And I remember, I think it was Ant, a guy who we got to know on the other team. Yeah. And the ball clearly went out for a throw in. And we, you know, we had the most lacklustre referee in the name, you know, Habib. Um, and he didn't call, and, you know, everyone, we all saw it go out. So we stopped playing. Ant saw that it had gone out, stopped playing, and then noticed that the ref hadn't seen it. So Ant just carried on. And he dribbled past two or three of us because we'd stopped playing. And it was like, come on, give us the ball back. And then he just ended up sort of, and then suddenly we realised the referee was like, oh, no, no, play on. And then he scored. And, and we were like, that's ridiculous. And I thought we were going to lose. It was already a competitive game. I thought we were going to lose it on the back of that. And uh, the ball came to me and I just smacked it and, and I just saw it go through a sea of legs. It was so lucky. And it just went in the back of the net and I just kind of lost it. And I went, you know, take that. You, I screamed, like, take that, you cheating cunts. Or how do you like that, you cheating cunts? It's very unlike me. And then, and then I got a shove in the back. Um, and then I turn around, shove someone else, and before I know it, Boris has kind of jumped in. I look around, and our, our goalkeeper's involved, and this is on the halfway line, so he's come sprinting out. And it was, you know, and then it kind of all kind of you know died down. We very they were on the back foot after that. And we very nearly got the winner, but um, it was a draw at the end, and then you know it was all, all good good fun after the game. But that that was was a you, you, strange. Moment. You don't know how proud I was hearing that story all the way in Nigeria that time in November. Uh, I think that was that must, been, that must have been 2007. Yeah, 2007, I think that was. But yeah. Okay, next question. Yeah. Next question coming in. This question is from Ricky. And Ricky asks, uh, does the Mons and Cow relationship threaten the Tom and Rash relationship? <laughs> that is a, such a Ricky question. Um, right, yes. It's So you have to wait, make way for, for new blood, don't you? Um, I think everybody knows that. Uh, me, me and Rash, you know, we we have a, a good relationship on and, and off the pitch, a friendship, I should probably say. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and yes, I, I, you know, I think Rash doesn't play anymore on a Sunday. He plays eleven aside, so you know, I think that that era, era is he might come back for the old game, but that that's moved on that era. So we're happy to make way for the new blood, um, and you know, and wish them the best. Um, Rash, Rash is a is a funny guy. Like he just loves to talk about football and talk about tactics and we, we uh and I, I would say anybody I've played with um is probably the person who I kind of read, read and reads me best and I know where he's going to be and he knows where I'm going to be and that that is nice and that is that is quite rare um but yeah we went through a phase of uh you know he used to go, I used to get a lift with him to to Sunday football from Mile End the, the same distance that I said I used to walk um <laughs> but you know if, if someone's going that way I will take a lift and he just used to sit and talk tactics about the game and he'd get like, he'd, he'd, go, he'd got a pen and paper. I'd be like, uh, yeah, and I'd give it to him and he'd be drawing all sorts of diagrams, right angled triangles. Like it looked like a mass teacher's whiteboard. Honestly, he'd be like picking out names and, and I didn't really, I never really think about it that much, but he's very, uh, very much a tactics man. And uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. And yeah, I do enjoy playing with Rash. Okay. All right. All right. Now, uh, 
Final two questions. Uh, we've kind of touched on this one, but maybe it's up to you to tell the full story. So Boris, funnily enough, of all people, he said he wouldn't be listening to the podcast, but he's managed to email a question in. Uh, his question is, what's the story behind Tosin calling you the prodigal son? Well, <laughs> so the, the question from the other son uh, has asked why prodigal interesting. Uh, it, all it is, is that, yeah, as you know, the prodigal son does like to go away on holiday. He does like to travel the globe from, you know, going on safari to, in, to Kenya and, and uh, Mauritius and Bali and Thailand and Cambodia and all those kind of wonderful places. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I, when I'm on holiday, I'm on holiday. I, I'm, you know, I'm letting myself, letting myself go and, and relaxing. And, uh, but I always return, always return, and uh, with a tan usually um, to play Sunday football. So it's very much that that idea that I I will go away, but I will always return. There you go. And I think the best holiday for you, Tom, actually was your holiday to Brazil, uh, circa around the uh, Olympics, I think. Yeah, Rio. You, you yeah, met, uh, you met what's his name, uh, the rower. I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steve Redgrave, yeah, met him because that, yeah. that holiday, that that good. that season uh, wasn't one of your best. And then when you came back from that, maybe the gold sand of Brazil had got into your boots because you came back and you're a completely different. Well, not completely different player, but you you regained your form, I should say. Really? Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's funny you you remember that detail. It's all a bit of a blur for me. I just just play my football and, and do as best as I can. But yeah, maybe maybe it was some of that uh, Brazilian flair on on the on the beaches of Copacabana that I picked up on and uh, and maybe brought some home. Yeah, there you go. The, the father knows the son. And last but not least, last question is from uh, Rash. Uh, we probably already touched on this as well before, but he asks, what is Boris's beef with you? So again, into the uh, the prodigal son parable. Well, we, we, we kind of touched on this. I don't think he appreciated being swapped, um, you know, in, in the Star Wars uh, series uh, with, without being consulted uh, by Tozin and, and, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and didn't like that. Uh, and then he sort of found out, I think, on the day or the night before... Um, whenever that, that he wasn't on your team and that I'd been I'd been swapped. So he's kind of had the beef since then. He's quite a funny guy, Boris. Makes me laugh. Um <laughs> yeah, he's always got a, a witty jibe up his sleeve. Uh, so please don't change Boris. Continue. <laughs> well uh, many uh many many uh many a football transfer have been done like that. So I don't think they I don't think Arshavin should be too upset. Okay. Right, Tom, thanks very much for those questions. We're just going to go to another quick uh, break and then we'll be back for some quick fire questions and then uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. Okay. Okay. Like our cousins at the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, the Sunday Football Podcast would like to extend its gratitude and thanks to all those who are on the front lines of the coronavirus crisis. So if you've got a family member or loved one or friend who's a nurse, doctor or in any emergency services, we'd just like to extend our thanks to them and and give them praise for doing such a great job. Um, at this point, just want to bring your attention to a fundraising initiative from Hello Love. This was sent in by Kevin. So uh, the aim is to help us raise funds uh, for COVID-19 and cancer in the community. If you'd like to know more, please go to giveaway, sorry, givey.com 
That's givey.com, G-I-V-E-Y.com forward slash hello love. Thanks very much. Okay, and we're back uh, for the last section of the podcast. So, Tom, we've just got uh, a couple of quick-fire questions. Don't think too much into it. Just tell us your thoughts. So, first quick-fire question, Tom. Red or white? White. Dribble or volley in terms of scoring a goal? Volley. Volley, Volley, definitely. Yeah. Winning a game or scoring in the game? Winning a game, definitely, 100%. Okay. Uh, okay, and which defender you fear the most, Toes or Vimmel? Mm. Um. <laughs> both, both very different players. Uh, I yeah, I I think I both equally. I think uh, they both they both have their strengths. Okay, and the last question is your thoughts on Satch. It's not quite a quick fire one, but I think Satch had some. Uh, Satch uh, made some feelings clear about you on the last podcast. So, any chance for you to retort? <laughs> Hello, Satch. How are you? Happy Easter. No, uh, I, I got a, got a lot of time for Satch. He, he's he's a funny guy. He he does genuinely make me laugh like a lot. Um, I think I think there's you know I I don't think Satch particularly rates me as a player, um, which which is which is absolutely fine. Uh, so I think he will. He's always kind of, you know, thinks I'm very overrated. And you probably don't help that when you kind of go on about me, you know, quite a lot in the group and stuff. Um, but Satch is a good player. He's, he's very, he's, he's a good player in many ways that I'm not. And he's very strong on the ball. He's, um, you know, and he's for such a big guy, he's got very quick feet. And he's a much better dribbler than me, I think. And, you know, he will, he will take it past people. Um, and that's quite deceptive. And you don't think he's going to do that if you, if you haven't played with him because he's such a big guy. And he finds the back of the net um, in, in all sort of shapes. You know, he, he toe punts, yeah, but, he, you know, he scores, he scores goals. And uh, he's, you know, he, you can see he loves Sunday football. And uh, he's, he's, he's a good striker, Sat. So, yeah, very, very different player to me. I think we'll, we'll never, never be, you know... Uh, complement each other's game. I, you know, we do play together and we do both score. Um, but we're very, you know, we're so different um, that, uh, you know, we don't bring out the best of each other, I think, in terms of, of our games. So, uh, yeah, I love playing against him and, and love playing, the, uh, love the, the healthy competition and, and all the WhatsApp chat. <laughs> well, Tom, if I dare say so, the, the records speak for themselves. You are two-time attacker of the year. Uh, as well as that, you've been in the team of the year. And as well as that, I believe you've won MVP a season, which Satch has never had any of these accolades apart from being team of the year. So I think it clearly shows who is the more um, efficient, productive and better player in my eyes, of course. Your eyes. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you. It's very kind of You're welcome. Uh, Tom, that brings us to the end of uh, the Sunday Football Podcast for today, the uh, 12th of April. It's been the first one that we are trying to do uh, interviewing individual players. Um, very nice to have you on, Tom. Oh, I've absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Happy Easter, everybody. And I uh, hope you're all good in quarantine. And let's get, uh, let's get the first game booked in as soon as humanly possible. Thanks, Tom. Next week, ladies and gents, we're probably going to be looking to uh, do another interview. I'm looking maybe to in- interview Emran, the beard, my fellow Angel FC uh, uh, captain. I'll be looking to interview him. So with that, that's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from the sun.
Au revoir. Au revoir. Take care. Bye-bye.